It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. The roof is domed and roughly cut, and the floor is dominated by a huge reinforced metal doorway. It's currently locked firmly together, and there's no sound coming from the other side, but the two suitors and Ravowek, who brought you down here, they look nervous even so. And after five minutes of Ravowek and the two suitors nervously bending and examining the door, looking at readouts on Appelton the Empire communicators, all three of them nod and step away. And Ravowek looks up at you and says in Anaset's voice, good luck and work well. And the gate shudders and rattles open, revealing a yawning dark pit that descends out of sight. Right, you are faced with a 10 foot diameter pit that drops away into darkness. What do you do, friends? Do you want to use our first, de- first depth drop? First depth drop and then disc buddies. Before we drop, Krell's going to keep one of those flash prods. They offer one to Crick. Oh, thank you. I got two more. Does anyone want one? Me and Faraday both have ways to create light ourselves, so I think it's probably a good idea to give one to Schlurp. All right, Schlurp. Yeah. And one to, to Laurelet. Yeah, I will use the light cantrip. I use it on my bag so it just sheds bright light for 20 feet and dim light for another 20. So what order do we want to go in? I was thinking maybe Schlurp and Bugsy first, because just in case the disc craps out, we don't want up and Bugsy to fall on top of all of us. I'll go. I, I was going to go second because Corel's also pretty big. <laughs> yeah, we, we, it will probably be an idea to do it in size order. Okay, third then is for me. And then we'll go Faraday and then Lorelei at the top. Okay, are you depth dropping one of those little glowy jelly bags? I'll chuck. I'll chuck one in there. Do it. Okay. You see that little point of that little glowing ball of light descend into the darkness. Can Lorelei maybe do a perception check to see if, uh, in the like small amount of time that we watched it drop, we can sort of estimate how long that is? Corel would like to do the same if possible. Survival. Okay. I think. I think that's more about your environment. Twelve. Well, if it's survival, it's, that's not so good for Corel, but I'll give it a go, because it was a 12 from Laurel. Or you can give me the help action. Oh, yeah, let's do that. That's better. 26. <laughs> Yay. With your lifetime of experience, childhood experience on Chorus, exploring the natural surroundings, Laurel, you count under your breath as that little ball of light descends, and you are able to use the, t- use the kind of count that you do to estimate that the depth of this passageway... What was your role? Oh, 26. 26 yeah. You're able to use your counting to estimate that the depth of this pa- of this shaft is perhaps about 100, 110 feet. And you also see two like offshoot entrances 
one at about 75 feet down and one at 85 feet down, which are now, now that the little pointy light's gone past them, they're in the dark again, but you did glimpse them for a second. I would like to use locate creature. Oh god, okay. But it means that I can sense if there are any creatures, i.e. queens, within a thousand feet. A thousand feet? Yes. I sense the direction of its location and which way it's moving. You feel one relatively close by, almost underneath you, motionless. Okay, I will relay that information. What now, friends? We're going in. Yeah. Squad. I'd say slowly. Um, yeah, I guess the slowly takes their slowly takes their disc in with Bugsy scraping along the walls. Okay. <laughs> what are you using to light your way? You have like a head torch, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll just use that. So, Schlurp, you descend slowly vertically, Bugsy pressing against your side until you're most of the way down the shaft and now to your left you can see a narrower tunnel branching off into the dark and then 10 feet below the first there is another branch. You're only 30 or so feet off the bottom of the shaft now. But yeah, you have these two side passages or you could continue down. Um, can I at least like look in the side passages just to see what might be down there? Uh, yeah, sure thing. Uh, so I guess that's perception. I got a nine. <laughs> They're very dark and Bugsy kind of is making a little disquieted rumble against your side. So I got you're a, a bit distracted. No, I got a 12. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> it's dark. Fair enough. How far does the message cantrip go? 120 feet. I think I just tried to like point to the direction that I vaguely know someone will be at where I think Corel will be. Or I could probably see that platform. You just kind of say, all good, not dead yet. Glad to hear it. <laughs> okay, so Corel, you're next down, yep? Yep. Yep, you descend after Schlurp until you're hovering just above Schlurp and Bugsy. Are you going down any further? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we only wanted to go down a certain amount just so it wouldn't be like... I, I know, but, you know, at some point other people are going to come down. It might get a little crowded. What do you mean? Tunnel queue. Great idea. <laughs> yeah, I think Slurp and Bugsy will go down, like, at least a bit further. Pretty, so, like, they're hovering, like, 15, 20 foot off the ground. Krell moves down slightly and is going to send Maxwell down the first side tunnel. Yep, the one that's slightly higher up. Yep. Oh, Maxwell's part, your familiar is part owl, isn't he? Yep, they're a sort of burry owl type creature. So they have uh, 120 feet of dark vision and advantage on perception checks. And I'm going to look through their eyes as they go down. Does dark vision apply to total darkness? It would be dim light for total darkness. Cool. Uh, how far are you going to send Maxwell? Um, I'm just going to go into their vision and just see how far down it goes until it, it branches off. Uh, you send Maxwell off into this slightly higher passageway and he darts off into the darkness. Through his eyes, Corel, uh, you see the tunnel take a sharp 90 degree right angle and then switch left again and then before it continues on straight for a while. Uh, eventually you come to a fork where either the ground drops away into a ver- another vertical shaft or it turns left and carries on horizontally before turning around another corner out of sight. Can I send him downward? You send Maxwell down and you can find that the tu- the shaft is quite a short one. It's only like 20 feet. And then it turns left and you can see the beginnings of another downward shaft. 
So it's only within a hundred feet that I can keep Maxwell in view. Are we quite close? Have we exceeded that? I think he's right on the edge. Okay, well, I think at that point I'm going to bring Maxwell back. But as he comes down the main corridor, I want to see if it links up with the other tunnel somehow. You mean the other one off that comes off the main shaft you're currently in? Yeah. It doesn't seem to connect to that one. There is one branch that you haven't explored which goes off horizontally, but that's all you can see. I'll go go with little up that way as well. Okay, you send Maxwell horizontally along this passageway and he almost immediately comes to a right-angle turn. And when he goes round that corner, you find yourself looking through his eyes at a clawed open set of doors. And beyond them, some kind of chamber. If I can get him a little further into that chamber, I'd like to. You see a pretty large rectangular chamber. The only other exit to this chamber, other than the door that Maxwell is hovering in, is a much larger doorway, uh, kind of reinforced and has been blocked by toppled machinery. The room actually has a very faint light source in the form of very like slow, blinking, stuttering red lights along the walls and ceiling. And there's like a tangle of machinery. The entire left wall is like oddly reflective as well. All right, I think I'll bring Maxwell. I'll, I'll just tell Maxwell to start flying back. Um, and I'll come out of my state and just broadcast to everyone. Uh, Maxwell found a chamber down one of these side tunnels. Might be worth taking a look. So it's not filled with monsters and stuff? Not that Maxwell could see. Is that where the nearest queen that I can locate is? No. Corel, Schlepp, are you talking out loud? Yeah, definitely out loud. Cool. Uh, Corel, uh, sorry, Faraday, Faraday, the uh, closest queen has started moving. God damn it. Okay. Well, if it's already heard us, <laughs> I will let everyone know. So it's coming towards us. You can feel her ascending. So now that Schlurps near the bottom, would they be able to see whether or not the bottom of the tunnel goes off to the side? Yes, the bottom of the tunnel does, Schlurp, shoot off to the side and out of sight. Um, What's your passive perception? I think it's all right. It's like 16 or something. Let me check. Um, Yeah, 16. Yeah, you can hear the rustly rattly scrape of sharp feet on rough stone. Can I use Mage Hand to just kind of grab the grab the drop, the the light thing? Yeah, kind it's of, light enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, Mage Hand just kind of. And then maybe if it's coming from down there, we can go up and around to the chamber. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Schlep, you throw the jelly bean. The jelly bean. No, like I'm actively picking it up, so like. Oh, you're I'm... restoring darkness to the bottom of the pit. Yeah. Oh, okay, I get you. Okay. I'm like kind of shove it back in one of one of Bugsy's bags. Like fuck, fuck, fuck. Would Krell have heard the rustling? Uh, if your passive perception is above like twelve, thirteen, then yes. Um, it is. I think at that. Krell starts to go, simply hearing like Lorelei talking about maybe going to the chamber, pulls up their disc and starts a pelter crawling through the tunnel. Yep, so you leave your disc at the entrance of the offshoot and then head off down it. Everybody else, what are you doing? I'm just going to hover by the entrance so everyone can see where the entrance is. Yep. Before I go in, I want to go in last because I want to park my disc edge on over the tunnel entrance. That's a good idea. 
How how big is the entrance? It's five... Ten feet, I believe you said. No, the offshoot is five foot wide, oh. but like seven foot high. So quite narrow. So Bugsy can squeeze. Bugsy can squeeze. I think it might be better to try and put my disc across the entrance just because it's bigger. Yeah. Okay, so everyone files in. Schlurp, you shove Bugsy ahead of you. He squeezes his fluffy butt in front of your face. I'm just pushing it, just like, get in! And you pull up the disc to cover the entrance. With your passive perception, Schlurp, you hear claws clickety-clack against the shaft outside. And then you hear a single tap against the metal of your disc. Oh, God. What do you do? Oh, dear. I mean, can they fly independently? Like, could we just get it to park itself and not move and then leave? You could do that. Can we just do that? Yeah, like, before it gets it, could we have just left already? I mean, Corel didn't stop. (laughs) They were just getting straight for the chamber. (laughs) You can park the disc and like leave it covering the entrance, but obviously the queens are quite powerful, so over time she may be able to peel it off. We won't be there by then. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, she might be in the tunnel. <laughs> okay, Schlepp, if you're going to leave your disc there, could you make me a stealth check to see whether she hears you on the other side? That feels logical to me. Oh, thank God. 21. Okay, yeah, with a 21, you kind of breathlessly detach yourself from the disc and follow Bugsy and the rest of your friends into the passageway. Once we get into the chamber and we're all huddled up, Lorelei's like, oh shit, I should have done this before and cast past without trace. Corel's immediately going to start investigating the chamber in in thorough detail. Investigation. 21. The machinery is like a lot more extensive than you'd first realized. And that reflective wall, it looks kind of like dark glass. You think that it's very interesting that the machinery seems connected to that glass in some way. There are like wires and power like power cables running to it. Do I find anything like a power switch? You find like um, a what may have been a generator off to one side, but it has been ripped open. Right. Um, I just want to sort of tap the glass to see how thick it is. You tap the glass with one claw. Corel, for a split second, as your hand is right up against the glass, you see a different hand pressing back. And it's not an Appelton hand. Ooh. What? Is it moving? Is it moving in reflection to mine, or it, it, initially it looks like it is, but then it flinches back when your hand comes into view. I whisper back. There's someone on the other side of the glass. This dimensional bullshit. Um, let's try and determine that. Is there signage around the glass? There is signage around the glass, but it's quite badly damaged. There is also a sign over the door that you came through. Is any of it in Tekkit? No. Okay, good to know. I mean, I can read it. People might just want to stand back if I do so. Why? Because it's Comprehend Languages, and for me that's a sorcerer spell, so that has the potential to activate a wild magic search. Don't we have the translator? Yeah, we would have asked, but obviously she might say no. 
I feel like Septiva would have said no because of the kids. Okay. You well, can't leave them with no one to talk to. That's true. That's fair. Okay, so I'm going to cast Comprehend Languages. Um, Let's roll this little dice. Oh my god, I rolled a three. <laughs> it doesn't activate it, but oh my god. Um, yeah, so we're good. Um, so close to not being good. Jesus. Um, right, yeah, so I cast Comprehend Languages. Um, and I'm gonna, I don't know, see if I can like, touch a sign just so I can see what it says. Okay, which one? There's one above the door and there's one on the glass itself. I'll go for the one on the glass for the moment. Just to check, is the is the hand still there? I think you don't see it for several taps and then you kind of, for a second, you see it appear again. And this time it's holding like a clipboard and you see it scribble something and it's like drawn a sketch of your hand. God damn it, it is one-way glass, but like interdimensional one-way glass. Temporal oh, one-way glass? I swear if this is I swear if this is some some sort of time window that Kavoris is on the other side of it. <laughs> um yeah, I I I I see what the signage says with my with my magics. Uh the signage is actually a warning. Oh? And it says Does it say do not touch the glass? <clears throat> Temporal personnel only. Remember to wear protective equipment when the window is in use. <sighs> Guys, it's more time bullshit. It's always time bullshit. What do you mean by time? Temporal staff only. Um, Personnel, whatever it was. If we were, do you think you would be able to write down using comprehend languages in their language? Can you give us a basic rundown of your entire species history? <laughs> 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 I somehow don't think Nope, it only works for me to understand stuff. So if they say something, I get what they're saying, but if I said anything to them, they wouldn't get it. No, but because you understand it, can you then write in it? I don't think... Yeah, I can't I can't write anything down in the language. I just am able to read it. Mm. Well, why don't you try speaking in Tekkit, Karel? See what that gets you. Hello? We can see you. <laughs> you hear and see nothing. I know you're there. <laughs> Maybe like shove a part of your body with Chorus's um Kavoris's symbol up to the glass. Oh god. Oh no. Well actually, I mean my hand, my hand's covered in them. They did a sketch. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Okay, I will say that when they drew your hand, Corel, they drew the mark of Kavoris and then drew over it like five times a little bit frantically. <laughs> what like crossing it out? Like going highlighting it like holy god oh suddenly all of you hear a little thunk and the clipboard has been pressed against the glass and slurp it says lord cavorus question mark i think i say that out loud <laughs> lord cavorus apparently they think you're cavorus Carell. that's a fair assumption maybe i'm not sure if thumbs down translates we, I've spent quite a lot of time with the babies. Would a thumbs down have been a thing? Let's just go with yes. Yeah, okay. let's get too deep. Or do I bluff? Do I bluff? Bluff what? and say yes! Oh my, no, then you might have to prove something. <laughs> yeah, I think Kavoris would probably be able to get through the mirror. True. Um, just say no. I, I, say like, I nah. taken aback quite a bit by that. Just shake my head. The clipboard disappears and then comes back, this time with the drawing of your hand. 
and you see those other hands tap a pen against the marking like tap 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 I think at this point Lorelei is just going to walk up and go like put her hand to show Theresial's mark as well also they probably see Schler because my spell requires touch so I'm probably also like right up against the glass let's just all walk up everyone walk up like the press like, yourself. Press yourself against God. Well, not me. I don't think. Hello, I... hello, time people. <laughs> Crow's gonna pull out the ember stylus and is going to first draw what they think Lord Cavorus vaguely looks like. <laughs> Please. Um, can I give the help action because I know what he looks like? Yeah, but also this relies on Corel's artistic abilities. <laughs> Natural 20. <gasps> wow, Corel's got a hidden talent at drawing, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I've been practicing with this. Anyway, I draw I draw Kavoris, and then I sort of give a symbol that I indicates a negative, and then I try to draw myself. And while I'm at it, I think I actually draw sort of outlines of all of us. Oh my god, okay. Cool, cool. And then do you press that against the glass? Well, it's, I'm literally almost drawing it on the glass, as close to it as possible. With the stylus. Okay. There's like a long pause. And then more hands appear and a few different sheets of paper are being pressed across the glass at different heights and different angles. One of the pair of hands is very small and feathered. I will say the others are chitinous. A bit like Corel, but a different shape. And the different pieces of paper have mostly like they're not these people aren't good artists. I think there's one that's half decent. Um, but most, for the most part, they're a bit shit. But you can see they've attempted to draw themselves. Oh no! Oh! And ah! there's like the lo- the one that's being held up by a Torilli. You can see a little drawing of a Torilli in a little jacket. No! With a hat. Oh my god! Stop no! It. And then, more interestingly. The rest of the drawings seem to depict serpentine chitinous forms. Oh. Corel, they look like the flaming creature you saw inside Tali's head. Corel goes, is, is, is taken aback by that. Are we like at the end of Faraday's ten minutes now? I think we're getting close to it, yes. Uh, Faraday, where's, where's the queen? Is it still at the door or is it starting to come through? No, weirdly, she's descending. So, let's assume all queens know that we're here now. I will take out my magic mirror, mm-hmm. uh, and I will um, point it at the um, the glass. You open up the little beaten, hand-beaten metal shell of your compact mirror, Crick, and in your compact mirror you can see a reflection of a reflection. Hmm. Because... As you look into your mirror to see through the glass, you find instead that you see yourself standing in a room of ghosts. Oh. And as you kind of pan it around, you can see one Torilli and a bunch of strange chitinous serpentine figures moving around the same machinery, the same cables and wires. They've got paper out on their desks where they've been trying to interact with you guys. With this room used to look at itself at different points in time. Things got weird in here very fast, everyone. Because you can see the room as it was before 
the eternity of abandonment and the becoming home to ravenous, terrifying children. You can see the rooms, well, you can see the logo emblazoned on the floor of the room in the past. The logo is of a red star. Like Tarly's red star? Exactly like Tarly's red star. So do you think he was their leader? Hey, Faraday. Hmm. It's, um... She now feels like she's on the same level as you. And is coming towards you. Is this the same one or a different one? Uh, same size. I don't think there's any other way to tell. Um, she's maybe only 15 feet beneath you and is heading in your direction. So could we move Schlurp's disc, get out onto the disc and then push Schlurp's disc back? <laughs> oh, to seal it? Yeah. I would, yeah. Where, would I, where would Schlurp and Bugsy go? On, down to the bottom with us. And then you put it back up. What? What? So we all get on our discs, yes. go to the bottom of the shaft, leave, and then you direct your disc back up whilst you're not on it. To seal off. Oh, but can we do it remotely? Yeah. Okay, okay, I get that now. I'm still pinging. Faraday, you feel her suddenly accelerate, and then uh, like you send the disc up to seal the tunnel, and there's a loud clang not even ten seconds later. Oh my god. And it suddenly like judges in place, and for a second you see black claws peeking out from around the edge of it. What, what do you guys do? Corel runs down down th- this way. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, there's another drop. Um, Corel craps onto the side when they realise. Can I have a deck save? Oh, God. <laughs> okay, um, that's uh, 25. Okay, yeah, you managed to grab the lip of the next drop and stop yourself from going over the edge. A lot of you are now stuck on a 10 foot wide, 20 foot long strip of ground at the boss, like basically between the bottom of the first shaft and the drop of the next. We have all of our discs except for slurps, so we could do get us all up and down and then I guess send two up and balance Bugsy across them. Okay, uh, you descend down the next drop. It's not as long as the first one, uh, but you do see a couple offshoots as you go. There's one which is only like 10 foot down from the drop it from the start of the drop on the opposite side and you glimpse it as you descend past and then there's one um behind you another 10 foot down from that other than that there's no like other offshoots from the but when you get to the bottom you can see that it turns and then bends out of sight uh faraday where's where's the closest is it still the one above us or you can now feel a queen on the same level as yourself She's close, but she feels very still. When you say the same level... Like the where... same kind of depth as yourself. Okay. I think our priority should be moving downwards, because mm. that's where the tech is going to be, and we need to move quickly. Staying on the same level for now, the floor of the shaft heads off in a passageway, and it immediately turns, and then turns again, until suddenly you come against a wall, and you're faced with a shaft that ascends away from you rather than down. Can we get an indication of how high up it goes? Like shine a, shine a torch beam? Or do we not want to do that in um, case we learn something? Yeah. Uh, does it feel like the queen that you felt is this way? She does feel closer. But she still hasn't moved. 
Would you say it feels like she's sort of very still, Faraday? Yeah, it feels like she's asleep. This might be the kind of thing that Maxwell might be best for. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to be of service. And so is Maxwell. Okay, Maxwell ascends maybe 30 feet and then finds himself, um, finds the shaft has leveled out into another horizontal passageway. So it's not that high up. Do you send him down the passageway or do you just use him to check the height? Yeah, check, check, check the passageway. Okay, you send him along a passageway. Um, this one has a few branches. There's one almost immediately to the right, and then there's one a few feet after that to the left. And then, more dramatically, there's another 10-foot diameter pit that drops away from the floor and down into the darkness. Beyond that pit, um, the tunnel stretches for another 25 feet but at the end of that, you can make out some kind of gaping doorway. And through the doorway, he can see a much an even larger chamber than the one you were previously in. So this one is maybe like 60 feet. It's quite big. And it's got two levels. There's like a lower ground floor and then like a mezzanine level wrapping around the upstairs. There's tons going on in here. There's like a central circular structure that looks a bit like a fountain. There are office workstations. There's honestly something that looks like it may have been a cafeteria. There's like a like a buffet serving hatch. Um, there's like a reception, like there's loads going on here. But in the fountain, curled around it, chitinous and thankfully quiet, is an Apelton queen. There is indeed a queen in that chamber. Uh, if Maxwell were to come back... Could he maybe pop down the side paths? Mm. Yeah, let's. Maxwell take will take a peek in all the side things. Okay. Um, as he does, you find Maxwell exploring um a bit of a tangle of natural passageways that the queens seem to have torn open between. Um, so Maxwell exploring is able to find that he's able to find another entrance to that same chamber by going through one of the side passages. Um, he explores the other horizontal passageway and finds it's a dead end and then he considers the pit and it is incredibly this is the you get the sense very fast this is the deepest pit that you've encountered so far by a significant margin because those other side passages are more like natural tunnels there's no real signs of the civilization here unfortunately the the pit you think may have been a stairwell because there are like rusted connections damaged areas where there may have been stairs so maybe this is part of the old structure that would have been here long ago but other than that no so we found two entrances yes yes my current brain think is um because she's so big uh if we were to go in through the top that would give us like an extra five feet or so's distance from her head than if we were to go in through the first entrance we saw. If it's helpful to clarify, um, and also Maxwell would have seen, um, she's quite a small queen. She's mm -hmm. maybe 30 foot long. She's um, actually quite close to si the size of Sunset. So, un bebe. Okay, let's go in. We'll all go in. We'll sneak. And if the sneak doesn't work, we'll deal with what comes. Sound good? Sounds good. We've taken 30 foot long things before. Yeah. Um, and maybe as a precaution, we could have 
the discs ready to hop onto so we can immediately go down the shaft if we have to retreat. Okay, so you've got Pass Without a Trace. Yes. That gives plus 10. Plus an extra plus 10 to all stealth checks. Cool, can I take a group stealth check as you enter the room? Okay, she's asleep. So I'm going to say you're going to need to fuck up to wake her at this point. Currently, DC of, let's say, 14. I definitely passed that. And so did Bugsy. Yep. 24. Yeah. Likewise, 24. Did you go through the side entrance? Uh, yeah, I think that would have been safer. Okay, so uh, with the with that group stealth check and those stealth rolls, you do a beautiful job of creeping in through this natural opening and into onto the ground floor of this chamber. Um, she is slumbering quietly, still coiled around the fountain. As you enter and slowly prowl across the floor, you can see that that fountain every now and again there's like a flicker of light which seems to show some kind of form Lorelei, you've got really good passive perception yes 25 on one of those flickers you can see that that hologram has a red star glowing on the back of its right hand Lorelei isn't wanting to speak so she mimes points at the flickering points at the back of her hand and makes a star shape with her hands and these messages like, they have a star on their hand, don't they? This is through the message cantrip. Uh, through the message cantrip, Lorelei replies, yes, this is the bad fireman. She like, just throws her arms up like, god damn it. I think this is an extra indication that maybe he was their leader, monarch, not so benevolent overlord. Can I take perception checks now that you've entered the room properly? Did anybody get below 15? I did. Oh. Okay. Everyone except Schlepp. Who got above 20? I got 23. So I think that with that role, as you're kind of looking around, trying to take it all in, you notice over by that reception looking area, there is another stuttering hologram. But this one is like repeatedly bowing. And I think with that role, you would guess that maybe that's some kind of reception greeting VI or some kind of interface that might be able to tell you more about this place or what's going on in this set of facilities. Corel, because you're seven foot tall, you can see up on the mezzanine, there's a curious situation there with the furniture, which seems like people have made some kind of blockade. And you can also see a lot of the furniture is black and charred. Oh. Bugsy cocks his head to the side like a dog hearing something strange and kind of trots over towards the reception. And I stop, stop the boy. <laughs> oh, there's not much I could do to stop the boy. I this guess I just have to, I guess I just have to follow him. Corral, Faraday, Crick. What do you guys do? I think Corral's gonna go look up on the mezzanine. There's a flight of stairs to get you up there. They're a little bit worse for wear, so I will take another stealth check, please. That that's good. So that's an eighteen. Uh, Twenty-five. Thirteen. Crick and Corral ascend the stairs without issue. Faraday, you are trying to follow in their footsteps, but the queen sighs and you get distracted for a second and you put your foot down on a different step to the other two. And there's a real... And you freeze. And over by the fountain, the queen sighs again and then starts moving. And I think your heart 
falls out your fucking butt. <laughs> <laughs> but then you realize that, like a snake trying to play dead, she's just rolling over. And she wriggles and turns entirely over on her back and sticks all eight of her limbs in the air. And then goes, <sighs> and seems to go back to sleep. And you're able to finish your ascent up oh the stairs. Oh my god, my butt. <laughs> I will take the mezzanine group first and then go downstairs. Krell's going to go investigate um, this arrangement of furniture and the and the exoskeletons. Perception check. Or investigation, actually, because you're rooting around. They're the mezzanine team. <sighs> that was pretty good. Wow. <laughs> that, that wow. was better than sometimes. <laughs> brutal <laughs> i quite liked that one um that's 24 okay with a 24 you bend yourself to the task of investigating this tangle i think that as you do you uncover a narrative you can see a trail of blackened material you can see where the floor of the mezzanine has been punched open by something that's come from below and i think you realize tracing this tracing the barricade that some kind of flaming beast or monstrosity has ripped through this room and the people knew it was coming and they barricaded themselves up here as Carol's putting that together they're doing that thing like you see in detective shows where they're, they're sort of talking it through they went here no and then here and then they didn't have anywhere to go you can see something white uh, in amongst all of that tangled blackened chitin dare I investigate further yeah, dare you? I dare. You find a bubbled, misshapen piece of plastic. Huh. And it you can't make out the ident picture on it, and it's completely fucked, but it's just about together enough. And it, honestly, it's just about corporate enough after all this time that you guess it might be some kind of keycard or equivalent. I pick that up. I indicate to the other two. This might be useful. Mm, yeah, yeah. Can I use Speak With Dead, please? Oh. Yes. <laughs> stay asleep. Stay asleep. <laughs> it's time. I think I'm not sure if lullabies are going to work here. Is it worth trying it and hoping she doesn't wake up? I don't think it'll make a larger noise in the creek. And we seem to get away with that. That's my thinking. Okay. I want to know who the person with the red star is. Yes. Who were they to, to these people? What, what killed them? Yes. And what was the purpose of this facility? That's a good one, yeah. You cast Speak With Dead, and one of the detached heads rises up and animates itself, oh. and underneath the blackened chitin... You can see kind of the spectral outline of what they would have looked like. Looked, Their heads were kind of like the skulls of birds. And more interestingly, that chitinous structure um, at the neck, where, where the head separates off to the neck, um, rather than just being plated like in a pelter, you can see moving filaments of something along the nape of the head. So I'm going to sit down with my back towards the queen and just trust that Crick and Kerala are going to have that covered and I'm going to ask who is the figure with the red star? The head tilts and then the eyes open blank and unseeing and the figure, oh my god Schlepp's not there 
Languages. Slap. Not loudly. <laughs> you Look, get up here. You have no, the message cantrip. Yeah, I will call Slap over. The skull says, The figure with the red star? Do you mean... Do you mean Mr. Alvoen? I don't know much about Mr. Alvoen. He died a long time ago. But he founded this place. Who is it or what is it you are barricading yourselves against? We were barricading ourselves? Oh, I don't... I don't really know. It... it came so fast. We, we heard the siren come from one of the testing labs, and then it was on us. And everything was on fire. But it came from the other world. I think we angered the gods. You talk about the other world? What was the purpose of this facility? This place? This is the biomagical laboratories complex. It's owned by Alvo and Industries. We... I'm just an intern, but we... We, we work here to investigate where magic comes from and how we can use it. How do you activate your temporal technology? You just use the power cells. A big enough jolt of electricity and you can do just about anything. Were you ever able to talk to the future through a mirror? The skull stutters and then goes, Yes, I, I mean, I think so. It was a bit unclear, and it was one of the proving labs, so the technology was really new, but we did have a promising encounter one time with hands that had symbols on, and we drew some things. It was, it was pretty cool. And now he's dead. <laughs> like, Great. Look, look at this. Fucking 23-year-old. <laughs> They're an intern and they died. Oh, God. I'm interning here before I start my master's degree. Oh, no, there's such a future ahead of them. You head back downstairs? Yeah. Okay. Lorelei and Bugsy. And, Bugsy. <laughs> and Schlurp. Yeah. It's time for the reception. Reception mm -hmm. time. Ba -da -ba. Uh, can I take another stealth check as you prowl across the room? Uh, 20 and above. 25. Cool. 15 to 20. 17. Did oh. you also get a natural one? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nat one squad. Yay! 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 We're going to die. So 27, 25, <laughs> yeah. two 20s, and two nat ones. <laughs> okay. The mezzanine team, you start to descend. Corel, you descend without incident. Faraday, you hit that same damn step. <laughs> But this time, your foot goes clean through it. Oh. And as you plummet, you grab Schlurp, you reach out behind <laughs> you, you grab Schlurp by the elbow and you drag them after you. Schlurp's metal body clanking the whole way. Oh my God. Oh. You clank down the stairs and onto the metal floor. And all at once, that queen around that central fountain opens all four of her scarlet eyes and oh. rises up like a cobra. Can I... 
cast wall of stone and basically make a stone pagoda around her and then we run. Uh, each panel has an AC of 15 and 30 hit points per inch of thickness. So you've got maybe 5, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Before yeah, you've, so, got, you've got a little while. Okay, so everyone gets over and Lorelei, I guess, investigates or... Ooh, could I use computing instead? I think this may be more medineering just because it's like physics okay. practical. 23 for medineering. Okay, with a 23 in medineering, Lorelei, you skid across the room and into the reception area and you stick your arms straight in to figure out what on earth's gone wrong with this VI welcoming system. And as you rummage around in there, I think you're relieved as fuck to realize that the problem isn't some kind of coding thing in an ancient coding language you don't know. It seems to be some kind of power connector. The power source cable is like spitting and hissing. Could I use mending on the cable? The power reconnects with a surge and the VI assistant which is itself a chitinous Pomlan individual, lights up so brightly it hurts your eyes to look at it, like supercharged. And then it says, Welcome to Alvoan Industries, where we strive to make the impossible into the everyday. It, obviously, Schlurp is interpreting. Yeah, okay. Uh, we have no way to speak this language. I look. could if I cast tongues. Is that you speaking it and understanding it? Yes, so comprehend languages is just me understanding it, but if I cast tongues, tongues you can do both. Wait, let me see the full description of tongues. Uh, this spell grants the creature you touch, so I can just touch myself. <laughs> yes. The ability to understand any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when the target speaks, any creature who knows at least one language can hear the target and understand what it says. If you're okay with casting it on me rather than yourself, then... Yeah, sure. Okay, you can you can ask this buddy what you want. Who founded the company? Alvoan Industries was founded three hundred and forty-three years ago by Pyrrhic Alvoan of the Seven Sisters. Mister Alvoan dedicated himself to mental pursuits, ultimately leading to his revolutionary work fusing magic and technology to create the foundations of our modern age. What questions should I ask? Maybe ask ask about what de what departments are here so we can figure out um, like. What departments are below us? Classified. Wait, we got a key. key. Well, shows the key. The VI holds a hand out and the hand blinks green as it scans the key card. Clearance accepted. Welcome, director. Oh. We got a good key. You got a guy's got a good key card. Okay, Lorelei, ask about projects related to other dimensions. Um is there a interdimensional department? You are in the biomedical laboratories complex. The lower levels are dedicated to the pursuit of temporal research and dimensional transport. Director, are you requesting an update on the gateway project? I am. Yes. Let's just say I'm recording all of this. I'm afraid to inform you, Director, that the gateway is still not yet self-sustaining. However, there have been significant inroads made by your project scientists in the last few days. Thank you for the information. I've ha been having trouble writing an overview of what the Gateway Project is. What is the official description of the Gateway Project? The Gateway Project is Alvo and Industries' efforts to investigate the origins of magical power and ways in which we might be able to control the development of such power. And we are attempting to go to the 
dimensional origin of magic in order to do so? Yes. To the location referred to as Lord Cavoris and Lord Teresial as the Pantheon. Have there been any expeditions? Successful expeditions? Ask if they've, like, lost anyone on the other side. Has there been anyone who has left through a gateway and not returned? No. By all accounts, the realm is a peaceful place. We are aware that Lord Teresial and Lord Cavoris discourage forays into their dimension. However, there do not seem to be any repercussions. No negative ill effects on people who have travelled there? Other than the abilities, no. Abil- sorry, what? Could you describe the abilities shown by those who have returned from the Pantheon? Teleportation. Telepathy. Manipulation of environmental assets. Such as fire. All has been in standing with our original purpose for the project. To use magic to benefit all. Director, that is the public. The public directive. Yes. It is the purview of Alvo and Industries that these entities that call themselves gods and yet restrict information and power from our world should not necessarily be the only ones to have such power. And our founder, Mr. Alvoen, how does he feel about this project? I would not know, Director, as he passed long ago. Have any of the visitors encountered anyone in the Pantheon? Only on one occasion. Who did they meet? They met with a Gilotean individual who told them to turn back. Did they? She was very persuasive. Though the individual could not explain how. I'm guessing we don't have much longer we can hear the queen going, <laughs> Yes. Where is the portal? We should we should ask where it yeah, is. Yeah, where, where is pro- the gateway project? Uh, the- could you please project us a map? The gateway project is located in testing lab 41. Should we ask about extra power cells? Uh, where can we find extra power cells? Please also provide a map to that location. Uh, how many power cells does it take to maintain the gateway for that full minute? Four. So, shall we go for the energy cells unless anyone's had a bright spark question? No, I think power cells. Let's rock and roll. You flee the scene with the queen squealing, squealing and scrambling. There's no like obstacles in your way and the chamber you emerge into which is yet bigger is empty there's like racks and of storage equipment like racks of equipment racks of weaponry like there's a whole stock cupboard here what looks like a series may have been a series of freezers and you are able to see glowing off to the left a series of energy cells many speaking carry yeah okay you grab all the energy cells you can possibly carry um can i just do a quick perception check to see if there's any other like historically significant bits and bobs here yeah. yep same same 22 i got a 24 with those rolls as you're frantically grabbing energy cells listening to the queens above you you look past the storage and you realize that this room yes is partially for storage of important items but there's also a kind of a partition in the center of the room and beyond that partition is an area that looks kind of like a boardroom and on that desk that enormous boardroom desk are countless data pads and there are drawings tacked up. There's a huge wealth of information here in this semi-private space. 
even with that frantic look, Lorelei and Corel, it's super obvious that that research is about Cavoris and Theresial. Can I grab Schlurp, get Schlurp to quickly run around and take pictures of everything around the room and attempt to download whatever I can onto my comms unit? Yes. You grab as much information as you can. Can I also like just grab some of the data pads? Just yeah, you physically just grab them, stick them into Bugsy's bags, just grabbing them, grabbing everything that you can because you can hear the queens outside. What do you do? Do you head back down, back down, back down the main shaft? It seems like the most direct route. Okay. You descend in a rush of air along that main shaft in like through the semi-darkness illuminating mm. your way as you go until at last you come to its end the queens above you sound fainter now muffled by the distance and you are able to follow along a snaking path and into the largest room yet you see a gateway suspended lopsidedly from the ceiling melted doors a charred floor signs of a terrible blast and you also see signs of a pelter either anaset lied about the empire not truly exploring or knowing this place or she didn't know because someone's been here corral you would know better than me do you want to go up and maybe see how old it is because anaset's been in power for three thousand years but if this is older Yes, let's take a look. Uh, so basically, I'm giving Corel an investigation help action. Much yep, appreciated. Okay. Go ahead, Corel. Okay, uh, investigation 17. Corel, someone did come here after the Pomlan, after the almost end of the world, and it was an Apelta. They have reams of data arrayed around here. Some of it's been destroyed, some of it is conspicuously missing, but someone was here. And judging by the size of everything, it was a young queen. You don't know how young, but old enough to be sentient. Wait. And when she was here, wait. She changed things. Wait. And you can see Pomlan research arrayed across her things, and you can see that this queen <sighs> was very interested in the fact that they were using the technology here to try and manifest magical Damn abilities. It. Because this research belongs to Romet, the first arch No! And this is how she created compulsion. Oh, God! <laughs> Damn it! Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday's Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight. <laughs>